Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on Kick-Ass Wrestling, the zenith of British underground wrestling since 2008. Wednesday, or no it's not, it's Thursday, of course, for I and Slipper Side, it's the 26th of April 2018, welcome to KW Radio Series 6 Episode 3, I'm of course your host David Lovell, and Mantle May Lies Ahead is the top story here at KWHQ, um, 
I haven't counted them yet because I haven't actually opened up my Word document of Doom, which uh, tells me what shows I'm going to in the next month or so. But uh, it's busy. Let's just just take my word for it. It's a busy May that lies ahead. And um, what better way to preview this than three shows this weekend? So there you fucking go. Um, sometimes it just it just happens, you know. This kind of shit, um, as far as uh, the busy stuff is concerned. So, yeah, I can't really help it. Um, interesting there that we had a bit of a show opener, that uh, bit of music. It was only because I literally wasn't ready to uh, go on air. So I thought, bugger it, I'll play some music. That was OK Go and their track Get Over It, which uh, was uh, quite uh, popular amongst yours truly back in, uh, I think it was about the early 2000s that came out. Um I remember it being on regular rotation on the music channels at the time. Um, evidently, the music channels that I used to uh, listen to, probably from about, say, 99 to about 2005, were probably... Well, The Box was the first one. The Box was kind of like the innovator. I remember when uh, we got cable back in about 1997 um, uh, in a, at uh, my old house in, uh, in Edmonton. Um, we got cable in 97... And um, the box was kind of like the big. I think it was just it was one of those pioneering channels where you ha- you could literally phone this number, dial in. You, ha- you had to have a, t- a touch tone phone, which were pretty. You know, it, was, it wasn't new technology, but it was novel technology at the time. You used your touch tone phone. You selected a three number code or some shit like that, and within an hour, your video played on the box automatically it was it was seriously it was mind-blowing shit and of course they were the pioneer and then it spawned basically a shit ton of other channels um but i remember the early 2000s uh the box was still around magic kiss q uh what else uh kerrang that was a thing uh of course you had the mtv channels you know and you had vh1 that was a given, that. Um, especially when we switched over to digital TV about... Christ. Well, we got cable in 97. We switched to digital, I think, about a year later. It was ridiculous. Because <laughs> that, that, was, that was the thing. Late 90s, TV, especially satellite TV, really fucking, you know, exploded. Especially on the digital side of things. It's mental. It's like new technology. Um, it's amazing to think. You know, in my lifetime, we've gone from four channels to... At least seven, eight hundred. It's fucking crazy. And, uh, but I digress. So, yeah, okay, go get over it. Was uh, a favourite of mine, if uh, I remember for some strange reason. Um, I think later on they did a video where they were all on treadmills and shit like that. That went super viral a few years ago. I can't remember the song. I'm probably going to look it up, actually, come to think about it, because I'm an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> yes of course you you all knew i was a bit of an idiot but <laughs> but yeah i look up stuff if i if i don't understand it or if i forget something or i just need a general uh prompt if i'm honest with you but uh yeah um anyway continuing on soldiering on as it were um yeah so i've got three shows um to talk about in the next uh hour or so uh if we drop out being live don't worry it's only because our uh, connection here at kwhq has been not 
Uh, at best, it's been fucking shocking, quite frankly. So, do I do apologise in advance if uh, our connection drops out, but uh, we'll try and soldier on as best we can. Anyway, on the net, uh, right on our uh, first uh, thing on the agenda, as it were, is um, oh, let's see what have we got? We have got indeed, like I said, three shows. Um, let's take a look because. Um, I've actually not been at a show since, uh, oh fuck, the 14th, since uh, I was at Pro Wrestling Eve, so there you go, it's been a two week break for yours truly, um, sometimes you need that break in order to uh, focus yourself, in order to, uh, I don't know, gain strength or some bollocks like that, and uh, anyway, <laughs> carrying on, um, so uh, taking a look. Uh, indeed, we've got um, three shows starting tomorrow. Um, as uh, we've got IPW UK presents uh, their first of a GRL show. I'll talk about these shows a little bit more in depth later on. Um, then on Saturday, I am at IWL International Wrestling League Springy Slam at Silvertown at the um, Britannia Village Hall. And then on Sunday, I am at IPW UK. Uh, International Battle Royal at the Casino Rooms in Rochester. So, some very busy stuff. Now, taking a look forward briefly to May, because I, as I mentioned, I've got a shit ton to do, and I've got I've only got one show to buy a ticket for, and even then, it's fairly unlikely I might not even make it because of work commitments, because it happens to be on a weekday. So... With the table set, <laughs> I suppose. Um, yeah, so so with the with with the ta- with the table set, as it were. Um, let's take a look. We have got. Uh, I've decided not to do um, the Riptide show. That's on the fourth of May. Uh, I've decided instead to try and consider doing the one in June. I think there's one on June the first. At the Bright Helm Centre in Brighton, which is the regular venue, of course, for Riptide. Um, but I've just realised that it, quite frankly, it would be just too too much. So, with that being said, I've decided to keep it less mental than I planned. But it's still going to be fucking mental because on the weekends of the fifth, sixth, and seventh, of course, you have Progress Super Strong Style sixteen weekend. Uh, that's at Ali Pally, uh, and then on the Saturday evening, even more mental is uh, you've got a show, a, a small matter of a show in York Hall, Bethnal Green, Pro Wrestling Eve, Wrestle Queendom, uh, which I'm at. Um, then on the 10th of May, Anarchy Pro begin their Master Brutality Tournament. They're at Lock 17 in Camden um, on the 10th of May. Um, that's on the Thursday. On the Friday, the 11th of May, Rev Pro return to York Hall. Um, that's uh, Epic Encounter 2018. And then, 24 hours after that, on the 12th, um, Prowess and Eve celebrate their 8th anniversary show uh, at the Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. On the 13th, I've got a day off. On the ni- on the 18th and 19th, I happen to be running two shows. KW Turning on the Style on Friday, the 18th of May, at KW House in Stepney. And on the 19th of May is KW British Style 10 at St Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. Then... Uh, hopefully I've um, not uh, lost you here, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I've not lost you entirely. Um, so where am I? There we go. 
I've not, like I said, not entirely lost you, but um, bear with me. Uh, on the 20th of May, uh, I'm a British Empire Wrestling International Grand Prix 2018. I know that there's also a, another uh, London Lucha League show on that same day. Uh, that is back to the Lucha 2, if I'm correct. Um, so that's uh, that's up to the 20th. I think. I think that's up to the 20th. Let's see. There we go. Right. On the 26th, I am at uh, night two of Ring of Honor's Honor United Tour. Um, I'm up in the tiers at Crystal Palace Sports Centre. Uh, and then on the 27th, I'm at Progress um, and their show. Uh, April. Uh, and the, 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 I think it's Chapter 70, I want to say. Um drawing a blank because uh, I haven't actually updated this on my uh, little uh, Word document. That's on the 27th of May and then on the 30th of May the final show of the, um, of the, of the month and the only one I've got to get a ticket for but I've got to um, sort that out in the next couple of days. Hustle Wrestling return to Edmonton County School um, so right in the um, old uh, motherland for yours truly um, and that's on the 30th of May. That's on a Thursday if I am correct. Let me double check my calendar, as a matter of fact, because you know, yeah, it's on the, it's actually on the Wednesday. Thirtieth of May is on a Wednesday, and then two days later, we'd begin June, and potentially there's a Riptide show on that uh, Friday. So, uh, oh, I need a cigarette after that. Jesus Christ! I think I've got all of it. <laughs> it's mental. It's it is just completely insane. Um, so yeah, um, that's set the table a little bit. Um, now where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> I did have a regularly scheduled program. Uh, actually, before I got into the recapping of what shows I'm going to, I what I did actually look up UK. Um, okay, go. <laughs> um, they formed in 1998, uh, come from Chicago, and uh, where was it I was looking at? Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to find that. Uh... Oh, there we go. According to the, this is the Wikipedia entry, um, many of OKGO's um, videos have become viral. The 2006 video for Here It Goes Again in which the band performed a complex routine with the aid of motorised treadmills, received over 50 million views on YouTube within four years. Yeah, so that was the video I was thinking of. Um, and like I said, the track that I played was Get Over It. That would be from... That would be the opening track from their debut album, um, also called OK Go, um, which was released in 2002. Um... And like I said, I remember that had a lot of heavy rotation on the likes of um, Q TV and Kerrang. Uh, that it, you know, it's that, that kind of uh, you know, right in that 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 wheelhouse, as it were, as far as that uh, those channels are concerned. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, for those you know who uh, you know watch Channel AKA and uh, Scars and all that stuff, you don't know you were even born. 
quite frankly. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, was um, that was that. So okay, right. Let's talk about KW because um, I've now confirmed um, travel arrangements with um, the the uh, former two-time KW uh, undisputed uh, KW World Heavyweight Champion Chaos. Um, and he will get his uh, rematch for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. And I'll talk about that, um, as a matter of fact, right now. As a matter of fact, I've got uh, our erstwhile general manager, uh, Mr. Liam Stevens, asking me, Oh, have you got the podcast feed for Series 6 of KW Radio? Yes. Um, I don't have a tiny URL for it, but I can tell you what the RSS feed for Series 6 of KW Radio is. It's, uh, uh, now, you can copy and paste this into your podcasting uh, thing. I, for one, use Podcast Addict. It's a very good little app. Um, it seems like the um, guy who developed it uses his left and right turn indicators. Um, so, you know, thoroughly good, good little app, that. Um... Now, you can copy and paste this into your podcast uh, application. Um, the address I've got is www.spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash 2864511 forward slash episodes forward slash feed. That's the direct RSS feed. Um, your podcast app will figure it out for itself and automatically download, um, well, depending on your settings, you can download uh, Series 6 KW Radio episodes when they drop every Thursday. Right. I got I got sidetracked there. You can tell that sometimes I do have a little bit of ADHD here. <laughs> it's uh, fine. You can have ADHD. Just don't use it as an excuse for doing stupid shit. Uh, evidently, this is why I think that Bill Cosby may have had ADHD. Uh, of course, with the news breaking... In the last couple of hours that, uh, yeah, he's been found guilty of um, being a very naughty boy. Who am I kidding? He's 80 years old, for fuck's sake. Very naughty boy. Christ. But, yeah, officially convicted of being a bit wrong. And <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Um, fuck that guy. I hated him when he... Yeah, you know, I hated Bill Cosby back in the day. And, you know, I'm not keen, not keen on him now. So, there you go. There, you know, there, are, there are probably a billion other funnier people in this world than him. Um, I know if I said that 15 years ago, that would be basically kicking a... You know, that would basically be pulling a Shinsuke Nakamura on uh, a sacred cow. You know, delivering a fucking deadly low blow or something and then slaughtering it. But I digress. Okay. Again, the ADHD. I don't know what's going on here. I, I think I just have it for some strange reason. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, we have Turning on the Style 2018 taking place at KW House in Stepney on the 18th of May. That's on a Friday evening. Uh, Friday night undergraps um, uh, a thread continues. And as mentioned, I've now confirmed travel arrangements with Chaos. He will be in attendance for both Turning on the Style and British Style 10. Um... Now, the main event of um, Turning on the Style on the 18th of May will be uh, for the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship. It's champion Belial defence against challenger Jimmy Suzuki. Of course, Suzuki 
uh, won the match, uh, the three-way contest at um, back at uh, March or Die uh, to become the number one, well, not number one contender, but to get the title shot, I should say, at uh, Turning on the Style. Um, and uh, it's uh, Suzuki's opportunity also, as well as Belial's, to enter the British-style tournament the next day as the number one seed. So um, they will get the final match-up in the Beat the Clock tournament. Uh, basically, they will know the rest of the field's times, and they will then have to, uh, let's just say, beat the clock, as it were. Uh, also scheduled is the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champions Essex Strong Style. Um, as a matter of fact, Xavier James is going one-on-one with the Psycho Yank uh, in, a, in a singles competition. Uh, the Psycho Yanks tag team partner Joker in the last week or so ha- has uh, almost lost communication with us. Uh, and it's a bit worrying because Psycho Yank was desperate to win the tag team titles with Gotham Vice. Um, of course, Yank, a former world tag team champion alongside the Americanists of Tyson Snow and the Dark Soul. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Psycho Yank is uh, a Grand Slam champion here in Kick-Ass Wrestling, former undisputed champion, uh, former British heavyweight champion, and a former tag champion. Um, and, uh, well... Well, it's a triple crown champion, excuse me, I should say. Um, he He's one hardcore title reign away from becoming a Grand Slam champion. I stand very much corrected. But, uh, yeah, Psycho Yank will be in action. Um, Xavier James will give him a good test. Um, of course, Psycho Yank's nemesis is the man they call Blaze. And they've had some wars in the past. Uh, with Blaze's, um, let's just say, turn slow turn toward the dark side in the last couple of months i wonder if yank and blaze will be seeing more and more eye to eye on things but who knows psycho yank has his detractors but he also has his fans within the kw universe also we've got scheduled to appear um kick-ass wrestling undisputed champion drayton gray will be in action and the rumor has it is that he has uh gotten a challenge um now it's a non-title matchup but uh, it's going to be a big announcement. Once I'm, I actually can confirm this announcement for Drayton Gray's opponent, um, you will know why I kept it kind of under wraps. So I'm hoping to announce that next week on KW Radio. Um, also, we've got Hardcore Champion Party Time Pete and um, making his kick-ass wrestling return, the terror from the 8th circle of hell, the man known as Darkseid, makes his kick-ass wrestling return. Um, of course, he appeared uh, at Wrestle Empire in January, and to put, well, put Tyson Snow almost to the sword on January 4th this year. So that's turning on the style. Of course, there's a lot more to be announced, and we'll hopefully firm up some more matches in the next seven days, so be sure to watch this space. Then, next up, 24 hours later, 24 short hours later, we have British Style 10. And that takes place at St Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell, um, our home away from home. Of course, KW House is, of course, our headquarters, but our main, you know, our our home away from home is at St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. Um, We've booked dates up, you know, for several months, and uh, we are genuinely looking forward 
to what should be a hell of a card for British Style 10. Now, remember it's beat the clock for the tournament itself, and it's for the International Championship. So either Belial or Jimmy Suzuki will enter as the number one seed and reigning champion. Also participating, Kawhi Kid making his maiden appearance in a British Style tournament. Miss Tigress, the 2015 winner of the British Style tournament. She uh, entered by mauling, murdering and humiliating her former tag team partner, Big Ass Tiger. Um, and so she's in there. And there are five more participants that will be announced in due course. Plus, this is the matchup that Chaos has been waiting for because Drayton Gray will defend the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship against Chaos in the main, well, in the feature matchup of the British style event. It's going to be a very big um, event, no question about it, because the road to KW10 truly starts at British style. Generally, the individual who wins the British style tournament, um, they've gone on to greater success in the future. As a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, Ace won the British style tournament and the shot at glory and cashed in successfully on then undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion Tyson Snow. To give you an idea, uh, in the inaugural tournament in 2009, uh, Rogue became the first ever British heavyweight champion. Um, in 2010, the British style tournament was the first ever event to be held at KW House. And Tyson Snow was the victor in that and won the vacant British title. In 2011, Yoshihiro Tashidushi caused the biggest British-style upset by um, winning the tournament and becoming the British Heavyweight Champion. No one had given him a chance in hell in the month of Sundays, but he prevailed and won the tournament. In 2012, we had a 16-person tournament uh, to crown uh, a new World Heavyweight Champion, and that saw um, D.L. Hicks capture the, t the title in an epic final with his brother SG um, in 2013 I'm, I'm sort of starting to um, really get into the meat of this in 2013 we had Xavier James become the um, British heavyweight champion only for Super Skull who had won the vacant shot of glory on the same day cash in and steal the title from him five minutes after Xavier had won the title 2014 saw the biggest tournament in underground wrestling history in the southeast of England. 20 individuals competed in the tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship that saw Ace capture the title from Big Ass Tiger for a cup of coffee and saw the muscle win the title outright by becoming the British Style Tournament winner. 2015 was a return to beat the clock. Um, it saw D.L. Hicks um, pull double duty. Uh, Xavier James cost St. Anger his matchup and then got disqualified from the tournament, allowing Hicks to get a repechage and managed to block Super Skull's progress to becoming uh, British style champion, uh, allowing Miss Tigress, who set a very competitive time early on, to become Miss British style. And also Miss Shot of Glory. The, um, uh, if I recall, 
uh, Tigress is the only female competitor to have held the Charlotte Glory briefcase. And indeed, later on in the year, her and Big Ass Tiger cashed in to become the first and only individuals to have cashed in the Charlotte Glory for the World Tag Team Championship. Of course, that was the Tiger Movement's first foray as Tag Team Champions of the World. 2016 saw uh, Leighton's number one ace capture the British style tournament, um, and it was quite the um, interesting lineup. Uh, as a matter of fact, that 2016 tournament was the first to be held at St Mary's Church Hall. It had a very interesting uh, undisputed title matchup. Tyson Snow and Super Skull had wrestled each other in Europe 24 hours before, had literally come back on the coach and then on, on the ferry that morning and turned up to St Mary's Church Hall still in their still in their gear. They had yet to even changed from their foray into Europe. They they literally didn't have the time, unfortunately, but they wrestled a 20-minute uh, matchup that was certainly one of the better uh, encounters for the undisputed title in 2016. And of course, that's you know garnished compared to last year when we saw Belial emotionally capture the international championship by winning the British-style tournament. We also saw Chaos enter his first British-style tournament since 2009. We saw a lot go down in that tournament. And like I said, below, the emotion certainly running high for him. He dedicated the win um, in the British-style tournament to a late friend of his. Um, I think we were coming up to the anniversary of that person's death. And uh, Belial dedicated... um, you know quite it was quite a cool thing to do as well quite a classy thing to do as well and um so that sets the table for the 10th british style tournament it's just a question of what will go down who will win it really is a crapshoot at this point in time uh and i'll be honest with you looking at the lineup tigress is a former british style champion uh, Belial, if he enters, could win back-to-back British-style tournaments. And, of course, no one has ever won the British-style tournament twice. Jimmy Suzuki um, is an individual who could very well be a favourite if he gets through, if he captures the international championship. Um, and then you've got Kawhi Kid, who is making his debut in the British-style tournament. Um, he's certainly impressed in the last couple of months has the excursioner from Pro Wrestling Shinjuku. You know, we we knew that he was good. Um, You know, Pro Wrestling Shinjuku founder Yoshihiro Tashidushi had given us tape of this this guy, um, whom he'd been trained by the dojo over there in in Shinjuku. And, uh, you know, we were impressed. Tyson Snow, I think, was his first major opponent. And certainly Tyson... Uh, had a great matchup with Kawhi Kid, and now recently um, the match at uh, Stick It Up Your Valentines. Uh, and I'm drawing a blank who he faced against the Dark Soul. Um, certainly a huge, you know, controversy prevailing in the uh, in the result. He pulled uh, Nakamura on the on the uh, 17 year veteran, did uh, Kawhi Kid, but nonetheless he got the victory over the international icon. Then at March or Die. He had a rematch from Wrestle Empire against Xavier James. And Xavier got uh, super kicked in the face and took the fall. 
And so Kawhi Kid, you know, in the space of se- you know uh, less than a month, pinned two former Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champions. Um, and then at April Duels, he qualified for the British Style Tournament at the expense of Blaze. Against Blaze, another former World Heavyweight Champion. One of Kick-Ass Wrestling's greatest competitors. Yes, what happened after the bell with Blaze, not exactly Blaze's finest moment, if I'm perfectly honest with you. And as a matter of fact, we did break the story um, in the week that Blaze has been suspended um, for, um, I think, a 60-day period. uh, And he will return at Carpe Diem on June 16th. So that's something as well to note as well. Blaze will not be a British style or turning on the style due to his suspension. Um, but Kawhi Kid has, you know, in the space of a month and a half, defeated three former Kick-Ass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champions. And, you know, Dark Soul, lest we forget, is a Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer. So Kawhi Kid has certainly got to be, at least form-wise, one of the favourites, if not the favourite, to capture that British-style crown. Okay. I think that's uh, the bulk of KW. Um, I think so. I fucking hope so, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, where am I? I've got to find uh, my um, purpose in life. Um, yeah, so <laughs> next up, um, I've got a bit of a test, a taste of menu, a bit of a preview as to what I'm doing in the next uh, month or so. As I mentioned earlier on, um, I've got a couple of stops on the grapple wagon, as it were. It, Like I said, the fact that I've actually been forced to take um, the 13th of May off due to a personal commitment uh, is just a testament to how many of these awesome events are actually happening. Um, So, with that being said, let's um, get into it. Um, I think uh, this is uh, the gist of it. But, (laughs) of course, I have to go to my good friend at Twitter... Because sometimes Twitter, I mean, cage match is good, but it's sometimes a tad out of date. And let me double check, actually, exactly where we're at. Um, Here we go. Right, so... Okay, they just announced... Okay, they've just announced um, breaking news, actually, in regards to tomorrow's event. But it's not too bad, actually, if I'm honest with you. Um, Now, firstly, what I'll do is talk about... uh, So, so, yeah, the show I was going to talk about first off is IPWGRL, which is uh, an all-female show that they've got going down on, yeah, tomorrow evening in Canterbury at Westgate Hall. Um, they have got, I'm trying to, again, Twitter hasn't been the 
fastest thing ever, but then again, it's definitely quicker than uh, hashtag wrestling, which has been absolutely dreadful in the, the last uh, few weeks. Let's just say that. Anyway, so the lineup is as right is as follows for GRL. They have got a number one contenders tournament um, involving four women, um, where you've got semi-finals and the final. And the winner gets a title shot at the IPW Women's Champion. Um, they've got a tag match. And, of course, they've got the women's title on the line itself. Um, the tag match is uh, Sadie Gibbs and Bobby Tyler versus ja uh, the team of Shax and Jade. They have got the um, for the semi-finals of the Contenders Tournament. They've got Erin Angel versus Chikara and Amazon versus Nightshade. And... Now, this is where that card subject to change uh, thing sort of comes into into it. Now, this actually, I didn't even realise this, but they broke this news on Tuesday. Um, now, due to a scheduling conflict, Kaylee Ray will not be at GRL. However, she'll be back in June, according to IPW on Twitter. However, they needed a challenger for IPWK Women's Champion Zaya Brookside. And whoever, who better they say, and former two-time Pro Wrestling Eve champion, Rhea O'Reilly. And I'll tell you what, that's quite a um, substitution, if you ask me. So it's Rhea O'Reilly challenging for the IPWK Women's Championship on, well, tomorrow evening in Canterbury. Uh, which, you know, as far as substitutions are concerned, that's pretty good. You know, sometimes a substitution can be a step down, but that is far from it. Anyway, moving on. Um, what's happening uh, the next day? Um, hopefully, I'm meeting up with a couple of people at a Weatherspoons that is relatively local. Um, it's going to be somewhere halfway between Victoria and Stratford, I believe. <laughs> but um, then we're on the way to uh, Ritania Village Hall in Silvertown for International Wrestling League. Springy Slam, their second show there, and it's um, so called cool because there's you know it's the venue with the super springy floor, and it's fucking great. Um, they've got a hell of a lineup as well. They have got looking at it, they've got seven matches. Their pre-show matchup, for lack of better expression, is Solomon Lamb versus Bjorn Bowman. Um, they've got an open challenge issued by. Fantastic David Francisco, or Average Dave as he is known. Because apparently, according to some people I know, he's not fantastic, he's just a bit good. Uh, <laughs> um, you've got um, quite uh, an interesting matchup here. As, um, you've got Tengu versus Sadie Gibbs, so right out of the London Lucha League uh, uh, mid, you know, underneath matches there. Um, you've got Richie D. Light versus Maverick Mayhew. Uh, a battle of Team White Wolf here. Adam Chase versus A-Kid. Um, you've got CJ Carter versus Glenn Alexander. And your main event is Roy Johnson versus Alexander Roth. Again, a very loaded lineup for a relative fledgling show, if you ask me. Um, I'm looking forward to that that's on the t that's on saturday um and then you have got um now not much i don't think has been 
See, I'm trying to see if there's actually been anything uh, announced in regards to this. <laughs> They've announced a couple of things. Um, for the International Battle Royal, back to IPW. Um, I guess what they had to do was wait until they had their show called Brutalism at uh, Mil at Milton Keynes Unit 9. Um, when was it last? Wednesday? Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they've been actually posting videos of it um, recent, uh, uh, in, in the last week or so of the, that Brutalism show. Uh, main evented by Zack Sabre Jr. versus Chris Ridgway. Um, what I saw of that was bloody... It was on April 11th, there we go. What I saw of that was bloody good. Um, and they had another excellent matchup um, between uh, Z-Force champion Kip Sabian and Ashley Dunn. Um, the, those two seem to have a great, you know, great chemistry. And uh, the, that Z-Force... That, that seems to be the, like the cornerstone of the Z-Force division. And... Fair enough. Why not? Okay, so they haven't announced a huge amount for International Battle Royal. They have announced... Um, I think they've actually focused more on announcing that... Uh, oh, we've got our 14th anniversary taking place in September. Uh, one of one of the shows on the 23rd, as a matter of fact, is a tie-in with Pro, um, with Pro Wrestling Noah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> anyway... Moving on, and uh, again, I'm trying to find if there is anything uh, on their Twitter feed, of course. Uh, apparently, they returned to the Angel Centre in Tombridge on the 19th of June. I hate Tombridge. Not a great venue. I've not had fun in that venue at all whatsoever. Um, okay, so let's start from the beginning right the first match that they've announced was uh, a non-title matchup so IPW women's champion well as it stands at the moment that could change tomorrow but Zaya Brookside goes one-on-one -on -one with um, the artist formerly known as Emma in WWE uh, Tennille Dashwood uh, who's actually recently announced for uh, as part of the uh, roster on the Ring of Honor tour uh, at the end of May um, so uh, she, it was her, Kelly Klein, Brandy Rhodes, and drawing a blank on the fourth person. Oh, Women of Honor champion Sumi Sakai. So the Women of Honor are representing on that tour. Um, so there's that. Also, you've got Austin Aries versus Mark Haskins in a title unification match. So Aries is the world champion. Haskins is the All England champion. So it looks like we've got title unification there. Um, you have got Jeff Cobb versus Luke Dragon Phoenix. Jeff Cobb is replacing Matt Riddle, who was meant to be on the show. Um, but can't make it. Uh, and you have got, of course, the International Battle Royal, which is 40 men, apparently, from what I've heard. Which is a lot of fucking men. Uh, <laughs> but you also have an interesting four-team matchup. For the IPWK Tag Team Titles. Champions Filthy Club. That's Rob Sharp and Jack Sexsmith. Defend the titles against The Collective. Against Sid Scala and Cara Noir. And against the Anti-Fun Police. So, wow. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> to say the least. Um, <coughs> so, that is... Those are the three shows I'm going to. In the next three days. 
Um, Lord. Lord almighty. It's going to be busy. Let's just say that. Um, now, do I dare talk about where I'm going in the next week? Like, the first week. Should I just talk about the first week of May? Because I feel like I have to. Just to give you some... I don't know, just to give you some... Oh, I, I, actually, if I can, if it loads up in time, I could actually mention uh, what's going on at RCWA. Because, of course, they've got um, a show on Saturday evening, which Liam Stevens is going to try and do the um, very um, ambitious uh, Silvertown to Raynham doubleheader. Basically, Liam is um, going to IWL. Um, he is going to try... I don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but he's going to try and get the 614 train from West Ham to Raynham. Um, now, I say 614, I think it's 614, it's either 614, no, 619, because it departs Limehouse at 614, it's five minutes behind West Ham. So, the 619 train from West Ham to Grays, <coughs> excuse me, um, will get, <coughs> excuse me, will get Liam into Raynham 20 minutes later. And the Chafford Sports Centre, where RCWA are holding their show... Oh, no, actually. Wait a minute. I could be wrong now. I think they could be just running it at the Methodist Hall. Or is it the Chafford? No, I'm sure it's the Chafford. But I think they originally announced it as being at the Methodist Hall, and then they had to move again. Which makes sense, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, right, so... They've announced a, a bit for uh, What Would Bill Say, which is um, play, playing host to the second annual Bill Barnard Memorial Tournament. Um, so you've got first round matches, Lewis Howley versus the OJMO, um, Elite One Champion Maverick Mayhew versus Kip Sabian, Sid Scala versus Cara Noir, and Rob Sharp versus Adam Brooks, making his RSWA debut. Plus, Paul Robinson versus CJ Silver and RCWA Tag Team Champions, the Queens of Neon, Priscilla, Queen the Ring and Cassius and uh, and more to be announced. So that's uh, what I guess is going on in uh, that small part of Deepest, Darkest Essex on the, the evening of the 28th of April, I think. Christ, Christ knows what else is going on. Oh, on Friday I was meant to go to Battle Pro, but uh, no, I'm going to Canterbury instead, and I can't be asked to uh, talk about that card, if I'm honest with you. I've got lots to talk about, for fuck's sakes. And, uh, you know, I've been rambling on for 45 fucking minutes, so I might as well crack on. Um, now what I'm going to do is talk about... Right, I'm going to talk about Super Strong Style 16... And I'm going to talk about Wrestle Queendom because uh, I would, yeah, I would argue that those are the two, those are the shows which set the tone for Mental May, uh, if that makes sense. Um, and where do I begin? Uh, where do I begin? <laughs> Again, I might have to get, just go back to. Our good friends at Twitter again, um, but it, it's only because cage match is um, 
at best super unreliable when it comes to giving me the up-to-date stuff. It's great for, yeah, it's great for um, results when, uh, you know, after the fact shit. But when it comes to uh, the actual, yeah, when it comes to the actual stuff, that uh, is uh, meant, meant, yeah, meant to happen. Stuttering fucking bumblebug I am at the moment. Um, then it's a, it's a bit better. Um, so they've announced obviously the full lineup for Super Strong Style 16. Plus they've announced um, a bunch of non-tournament stuff. Um, so again I'm trying to find it. It may be a while before I do fucking find it. Um, and, uh, oh, come on. Where is it? Here we go. Because they tweeted on the 25th of April. The full, right, so you got the full lineup. For the Super Strong Style 16 tournament, you have, in no particular order, Pete Dunne, Keith Lee, Zack Sabre Jr., Doug Williams, Angelico, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, Chuck Mambo, Chris Brooks, Jordan Devlin, Joey Janella, TK Cooper, David Starr, Tyler Bate, Cassius Ono. I think he must be the first individual to have wrestled at Super Strong Style 16 under two names. And um, one or both, or I don't fucking know, of the Grizzle Chung veterans, which is going to be interesting. So I assume it's either Zach Gibson or James Drake, or maybe a combination of both, most likely. So, that's interesting. Um, what's also quite interesting is the non-tournament stuff. That's some very intriguing shit. So, should we start on ha- where it was announced, or because I can do either or, if I'm honest with you. Uh, again, I'm trying to find all of it. It's just fucking difficult. Um, actually, I'm just looking at uh, some of the tweets that uh, came out from the the shows the the shows they did in Australia recently. And uh, my fucking god, some interesting looking stuff. Right, so for day uh, for day two, um, Travis Banks defends the um, Progress World Title against Atlas Champion Volta. Um, I would, I personally, I'm looking forward to that one. That looks fucking amazing. But also, they've announced a lot of, they've announced some stuff for the women of Progress. So, on day two, the House of Couture, which is Ginny, Nina Samuels, and Chikara, take on Millie McKenzie, Sierra Loxton, and a mystery partner. That's on day two. So, considering who... Also, is in the area the day before. Well, it's gotten people thinking. Let's just say that. Um, and uh, speaking of the House of Couture, the other member um, who I've always said is completely miscast in that group, Charlie Morgan, def- uh, challenges for the Progress Women's title on day three. Um, so it's another title defense for Tony Storm. Um, but, uh, well, they've announced the stipulation. If Morgan loses, 
She's banned from the building on the 20th of May at chapter 69. That's when Ginny challenges for the title. So that's interesting uh, to note. Um, but, uh, yeah, so looking at that, that's just, that, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I think that's, you know, that is um, as excited as that person can get with their clothes on, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Um, anyway, looking at, um, I mean, the, the, the post-show entertainment on nights one and two doesn't impress me. Um, they've got an after-party thing on night one. I'm otherwise engaged. Get to that in a second. Night two, um, you've got, uh, Junior, uh, playing at the Tufnell Park Dome. Uh, I'll be honest... It's a Sunday night, and the night tube's not going to be working. That's a deal-breaker, unfortunately. But... Um... Anyway... Um... Where was I? Um... Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> For some strange reason, my uh, Twitter decided to uh, shit the bed, so, you know... Part of the course, I suppose. Um, here we go. Right, found it. Oh, evidently Pro Wrestling Eve, which, you know, is a shit segue into what I'm actually going to be talking about. Uh, they have released Shevolution uh, from March 30th on uh, Eve On Demand, so I'm going to watch that. That's going to be a, a really... I mean, that's going to be cool. But i tell you what, speaking of cool, just... Think about this, right? Wrestle Queendom is on the evening of the 5th of May, 2018. It is fixing to be the biggest all-female show in the Western Hemisphere. And from what I've heard, ticket sales are doing incredibly well. And they are pretty much on... You know, they're definitely on the brink of smashing whatever attendance record an all-female show in the UK has had. Because Lord knows... You know, I don't even... I can't think of a promotion that has drawn more than, say, 350 or for, for an all-female show. Uh, I mean, yeah, I genuinely can't think of any. Um, I mean, you, like I, I may even have mentioned it. Uh, I think I was even talking about this two weeks ago on KW Radio, on, the, on, the, on episode one. Um, I think we were trying to work this out. So, whenever BEW run their all-female shows, they generally draw well, but don't draw anything beyond 200. Um, they tend to draw, you know, depending on what, which way the wind blows. Uh, Eve, of course, you know, bring in 200 people to Resistance Gallery every month. So, if you look to it objectively... You could probably argue that they have the more fighting chance of selling out a York Hall or a venue of such ilk. You look to Bellatrix. Um, and, of course, Epic Studios in Norwich is a big building, if configured correctly. But even then, the last time I went down there in September, even with it being the co-promoted show with Rise, it, the, the attendance wasn't huge. It was probably in the region of 250 to 300, but that was about it. And 
then you've got other like all female promotions who barely get above a hundred anyway. Um, that you know shows I've been to in the past. Um, you know, God, like I remember you know going to Leicester to see the um late great LCW Roses in action. That barely got about thirty people in the house. Um. Uh, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are other promotions out there who have tried all-female shows and eaten a mountain of shit, quite frankly, on the attendance front. Um, it's, it just feels somehow that, you know, there are pockets of the wrestling population that are ready for an all-female show, you know, on the same level than the men. Um, you know... Barking and Saudi Arabia, I think, are the two places which definitely are not. Um, which I'm going to rib Liam Stevens to death about going forward. He'd rather watch the greatest Royal Sausage Fest than um, come with me to GRL. <laughs> because, you know, um, he, he, he is a, a he is pro-patriarchy, let's just say that. Um, I think the patriarchy is a bit shit, if I'm honest with you. It needs it, it it needs sorting out, um, and if it takes a strong independent woman to uh, smash the shit out of it with a hammer, evidently I am looking at the last tweet. Um, I'm actually looking at uh, what Emily Reid tweeted actually, and um, obviously the Eve account has retweeted it from about 45 minutes ago. It does fucking blow my mind a bit there that uh, you know you have got the greatest Royal Rumble, but it's held in fucking Saudi Arabia. Um, you know that's proof that. Uh, you know, money talks, let's just say. And um, money talks and bullshit walks and temporarily halts a revolution. But I digress. I am getting to a fucking point. Don't worry. I do get on my soapbox from time to time. You should fucking... Seriously. You should fucking... <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> you should see... You should listen to me just rant on about random shit, like especially, especially during shows and stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, you <laughs> no seriously. Uh, there are times when I've like been to pay per view parties and stuff like that, and. Uh, sorry, I'm just mesmerised by this gif I've seen. Um, like I said, Eve have released the Shevolution show from the 30th of March on uh, on uh, Eve on Demand, and I'm just mesmerised by a couple of gifts that I've just seen. It's just fucking poetry in motion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I have completely lost my train of thought. No. Uh, right. Firstly, let me mention that. Um, yeah. Uh, I do get on my soapbox when it comes to a lot of stuff that I'm passionate about, which is fine. Um, but at the same time, uh, I mean, Eve have really been at the forefront of quality in, you know, the quality in ring product that they have brought out in the last, I would argue, since they moved to the Resistance Gallery. I mean, holy fucking shit. It's just been absolutely incredible stuff. So table set I mean even if you're not convinced 
the card should at least convince you somewhat. I mean, first you've got, you know, uh, I mean, I was listening, uh, on, a, on a side note, I was listening to um, the recent, most recent episode of Love the Graps, uh, who are, you know, I think they voted Pro Need their promotion of last year. And for good reason. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they were kind of giving you a kind of a starter kit on what, you know, on Wrestle Queendom and stuff like that. And um, and it was just, you know, great, great uh, listening, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah, there's another podcast you can add to your uh, podcast addict to whatever the fuck you use. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly, you know, in the line for giving free plugs to wrestling podcasts, but, uh, you know, if you get the chance to listen to Love the Graps, do so. It's, uh, good stuff. Okay. Right. So, looking at this card, I mean, where do you even begin? I'm, I'm literally looking at a graphic of this card, and I don't even know where to start, because each match is main event caliber. And it's fucking frustrating because, you know, it's it feel and it also feels like I wouldn't be able to give any of these like proper justice by just going into a deep dive because there's a billion other people on this planet who could probably give a better quote unquote deep dive on this stuff. But uh, I mean, taking a look, I guess from the top down, uh, which. Weirdly enough, is actually the first match on the show, which is the War Games match. Um, so you've got um, Rio Riley, uh, Addy Star, Laura Di Matteo, and Emi Sakura, collectively known as Squad Goals, against Jayla Dark, Jamie Hater, Charlie Evans, and Blue Nikita, the Deserving. And it's a War Games cage match. And it's on first for logistical reasons, obviously. It's easier to. Take down the cage after you've used it, rather than put it up halfway through the show and then take it down. Uh, for you know someone who's personally seen a steel cage being erected during a show, it takes at least ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, I imagine that taking the thing down is a lot easier and a lot quicker. I'm just saying. I mean, it's not exactly as if I mean. You wonder why back in the day they used to have like fucking, you know, you know before a cage match they used to have like fifteen minute bleed promo packages. Well, it was simply because that's how long it normally would take to erect a cage. Until they came up with the whole, you know, put it on a fucking giant like pulley shit, you know, in recent years. Um, that's kind of how they used to. Do, I mean, they still obviously do it. Because the buildings in the UK, um, some of them are just too fucking small. <laughs> it's not like it's arenas we're talking about here. Um, although I was what what was it? I I was watching a clip from uh, an old oh what was it from ICW Fear and Loathing a couple of years ago. They had a cage match, but the what was weird is that the cage actually precluded uh, or, or obscured, I should say. The video screens that were above the ring allowing people to, that who were standing at the back of the venue to see what was going on. So it was kind of redundant having those screens in the first place. And uh, the only time that they were actually a purpose or, or useful was during this fucking cage match. 
So yeah, that's you know an exercise in complete and utter stupidity, if I'm honest with you. But that's another story. Okay, so I mean, you've got you know interesting there. You've got eight women from eight different countries as well in that matchup, and that War Games matchup. It's just fucking amazing as well. The dearth of international talent in Pro Wrestling Eve in general. That is just a microcosm of it. It's fucking brilliant. And, you know, the, the, I like the intertwining stories as well. Um, basically, that all of the deserving will have at least a bit of a grudge or gripe or grievance toward Rhea O'Reilly. In particular, uh, especially during her tenure as matchmaker at Pro Sleeve. Obviously, she was on the shelf for a long time with uh, a broken leg. And... Um, so there, you've got an almost inbuilt storyline, and it's uh, it's war games as well, which is very unique in, in of itself. Even for the men, never mind for for the women. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be awesome, I think. Um, then you've got something which could uh, verge on the um, you know the lighter side of things, um, as you've got a she won two thousand eighteen qualifier. You have got Jetta versus Nicole Matthews with Erin Angel as the special referee. Um, they're heading toward the f- the end of the um, storyline with Jetta having Erin as her apprentice. Um, that kind of um, bubbled up last. That started up last year. Um, you've got two women who kind of underachieved. Let's just say that in she won last year. Uh, you could argue that um, whoever qualifies for She Won 2018 in this matchup could be one of the favourites. It depends on who else is in the field, if I'm honest with you. Um, that is going to be very interesting. And, of course, they tease dissension between Jetta and Erin Angel. It could, you know, this could be the time to pay that off, if I'm honest with you. So that that's just two matches, and like I said, both of those matches could be main event caliber on any Eve show at the at the Resistance Gallery. You know, okay, admittedly, fitting a cage in Resgal could be incredibly difficult. <laughs> so you'd have to relegate the War Games match yourself, like a an eight person, an, an, an eight man tag, or or, or or maybe a gauntlet or some shit like that. But uh, holy fucking shit, um, that you know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, and you've got one match which links to another. Now, this matchup I'm looking at pits genuinely two of my favourite wrestlers, like male or female. You've got Ginny going up against Chris Wolf. And the winner of this advances to the wildcard ladder match. And I'll talk about that in just a second. I mean, goodness me, Chris Wolf versus Ginny. Uh, uh, that match alone you know, is, uh, you know, worthy of my attention, if I'm honest with you. Um, but the stakes are somewhat higher because, the win- like I said, the winner of that enters the wildcard ladder match. Um, so you've got five participants already in it. Uh, you've got uh, Casey Owens, Leah Owens, Nina Samuels, Millie McKenzie, and Livy Grace. And the sixth individual who is the winner of that qualifying bout. I'll tell you what, talk about a, a, you know, a hell of a field for, for this ladder match as well. And 
that's something else which is pretty cool as well. It's a ladder match too. Um, it, this, this almost feels like it's the kind of thing that I would have written in, in, you know, back in my e-fedding days. I'd have like a cage match on first and a ladder match on, say, third or some shit like that. You know, you know I would I, I'd probably have done that. But, uh, you know, it does feel like that in a weird way. But, yeah, it's uh, that ladder match looks like it could be absolutely fucking amazing. Um, it could be a massive car wreck, but who am I to complain? Um, I think, you know, looking at it in another way, it's hard to pick a winner as well. Because out of the seven, it, you know, including the two individuals in the uh, qualifier, it's really difficult to say. But either way, you know, the winner of this will get a title shot at the Pro Wrestling League Championship. So, whoever gets the win, that straps a rocket right up their backside going forward. Um, no question about it. Um, and now, that's just like the first, for lack of a better expression, the first half of the card. If you, If we were to have an intermission, which we won't actually have an intermission, so it's just going to be go, go, fucking go, up till uh, 10.30 or whenever it's meant to finish. Um, the top three matches, I mean, bloody hell. Talk about, like, genuinely, like, three of the most, in my opinion, three of the most anticipated matches in Pro Wrestling League history. And that spans a fuckload of ground. That spans so much ground, it's, it, it's ridiculous. So, you've got, firstly, you've got Kaylee Ray versus Mako Satamura. And I defy anyone to say that that isn't a clash between two of the best female wrestlers in the world, if not two of the best wrestlers of, of any gender. Uh, you know, quite frankly, that has the potential to be the match of the night, if that makes sense. Um... Yeah, I mean, without hyperbole, that looks like it could be just the best. Uh, um, again, you know, I'll try not try to skip hyperbole if I can. Uh, moving on, then you've got, you know, this is the matchup that when it was announced, when it was like officially announced, um, I think it was on the first night of she won. I've not heard Resistance Gallery pop so hard. For a match, you know, I mean, it's a small venue. I literally thought the thing was going to cave in. I thought that art, little railway arch in Bethnal Green was going to cave in, and the fucking like nine o'clock to fucking Enfield Town was going to fall into the hole and kill us all. <laughs> it was just such a deafening roar when it was, and it was confirmed that at Wrestle Queendom, Viper would face Arja Kong. And, well, um, I mean, when was it? Last it was, I think it was last year. Viper, um, in a promo, mentioned that there were two, I think, two people she wanted to wrestle. Um, the first was Jordan Grace, and she did. And she, you know, the two of them had a fucking amazing match. And the second on that list was Archie Kong. And many people were thinking, surely this isn't going to be happening. 
but this is Pro Wrestling Eve. We've come to expect the unexpected somewhat in a weird way. And it happened. It was, you know, it's confirmed. It's like, okay. Now, I'll tell you what, for a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of stuff that, you know, I know a lot of Eve's critics say that they do wrong. This is definitely something that they've done right. And I don't know. Will it be good? I hope so. I've got a feeling it will be a spectacle, to say the very least. And, you know, furthermore, talk about something that puts Viper on the map. That's one the you know, that's one the, you know, the, the elite female competitors on this planet Earth, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but, you know, that's... So that's certainly, in my opinion, a, a main event anywhere in the month of Sundays. But somehow it feels, it pales in comparison to the Pro Wrestling Eve title match. And how they've built this over the last year is really just an amazing bit of long-term storytelling, which you you rarely see in in wrestling nowadays. It's it, Now, the funny thing is this whole saga between... Pro Wrestling Champion Sammy Jane and Challenger Charlie Morgan. It it is one of those like those those big long term storylines which you know the payoff is looking to be huge. And this to me, there's still a modicum of doubt as to whether we'll see a title change. If there is, you know, great. If there isn't I'm very interested to see what the next chapter is for both women. But looking at, you know, just looking at, like, the paths that both, you know... I mean, Sammy Jane came from virtually nowhere. She was, you know, the Bay Club were a thing. They were kind of flagging, though. So, I guess the decision was made by the powers that be to, you know, that... um, now, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not privy to that kind of shit, but one can speculate. <laughs> but one can speculate. One of the reasons why Sammy Jane was, you know, has had that rocket strapped to her in the last 12 months is because she personifies the antithesis of Pro Wrestling Eve. Um, you know, hardly the most honourable person a very much a, an atrocious human being, and you know, just you know, an art, a, a cla- you know, an utter shit heel. Um, but at the same time, who she's going up against personifies Eve in every facet imaginable. Uh, you're talking about Charlie Morgan. You're talking about someone who public, you know, who who came out during a show. And for better or worse, that really put Eve on the map on a mainstream basis. I mean, come on. The wrestling media deals with wrestling. Pro Wrestling Eve is the only promotion I can think of that's been featured on like the BBC News website in recent times. It's, you know, it's 
as you know, as cynical as some dickheads like to think that whole angle is, it's gotten eyes in the right direction, looking at pro wrestling Eve, and you know sometimes that's what you've got to do. Yes, some of the fair weather fans have disappeared. That's fine, but the fans that have stayed. You know, that that came because, you know, Eve had a buzz around it. Those fans who, you know, have been, in, you know, enchanted and intrigued and enamored by the, um, the storylines and whatnot, they've stayed. And you wonder why Eve sells out to the tune of 200 people every fucking month? Well, Charlie Morgan and Sammy Jane, they're two of the reasons. Um, I'm. It's it'd be unfair on them to kind of give them that burden of saying that they're solely responsible, because no, they're not solely responsible. And it, like I said, it would be just simplistic and, quite frankly, bullshit to say so. But they are a, a key part, almost like the glue that's put this, you know, that, that's kept this whole thing going and kept this whole thing together on the road to Wrestle Queendom. Um, and some of the stuff that's happened, yes, it's left some of the fans on a downer. But my God, is it an excellent story? It's it's a kind of borderline. Ins- I, I, I mean, how I, I I know a couple of people describe Pro Wrestling Eve's booking sometimes is it's a, it is a mixture of genius and insanity, just the right side of either. And it is, it is. I mean, there are some times when you do think something happened and you're like, what the fuck happened there? But then you realise, wait a minute, what's going to happen two or three shows down the road? And it's like, okay, now I get it. The payoff comes several months down the line. This is why I'm a fan of it, because I'm a fan of that long-term storyline stuff oh I mean, it's very old school booking it's the kind of shit they used to do back in the 80s um storylines angles and feuds would carry on for years um uh, you know sometimes for that whole wrestler's career for, for wrestler's whole career um the point i'm trying to make there is that you know nowadays I think it certainly started with the advent of the Attitude Era and it's kind of manifested itself, you know, in a lot of the worst things that have happened in, I suppose, the last 10 years or so. Um, that wrestling has become very... Um, it, it's suffering from... It's suffered from ADHD to the point where, you know, if something lasts more than 10 minutes, people just lose... A te- you know, just go... Oh, look, a bee. And then they turn away. Um, now I feel that the pendulum's swinging in the right direction. <laughs> um, but that's just me. I mean, oh, I mean, a fine, you know, fine examples of long-term booking can be found in kick-ass wrestling. I am a sucker for long-term booking. I know I'm sort of going off the beaten path, but it's true. I've liked long-term booking in... The sense that, uh, in the sense that, um, you know, I like stuff that happens over the course of several months, but has a payoff down the line. Um, 
rather than just shooting your load after a day or two, you get the idea. A show or two. Sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some purpose behind having something short term. If you have to bridge a gap between longer term angles, that's fine. But I prefer looking at the long term stuff. The bigger picture is king, to me, anyway. Um, and that's why I'm such a big fan of Pro and Eve. The in-ring product is fucking great. Um, yeah, am I a fan of the whole, you know, a lot of the political stuff that they, you know, espouse? Mm, I think what it is, it gets you thinking, but I'm not necessarily there for that. I, I understand the viewpoints, I understand the perspective. Sometimes it even gets me thinking and sometimes even learning. Because, you know, I don't mind doing that. But when I'm at the Resistance Gallery on a monthly basis, I just sort of settle down into watching the product. What happens in ring. And some of that is just fucking amazing. Uh, And... Like I said, uh, you know, that's probably why I'm a big fan of it. Because a lot of the stuff you know, has a payoff. Maybe, like, months, maybe a year down the line. But fuck, it's worth it in the end. And this is why my ADHD-ridden friend, Mr. Liam Stevens, does not like Pro Wrestling Eve without calling him a meninist cunt. (laughs) Oh, hot dog. I knew I'd get there somewhere, or somehow. Um, So, yeah, Wrestle Queendom just looks fucking incredible and um this afternoon they put their meet and greet tickets on sale um and they've done they've got two meet and greets one before the show one after the show and i'm doing the evening session uh because number one i'm doing progress and that's going to be fucking good but number two i would probably pay top dollar to meet arja kong (laughs) because i you know Liam says I ha- Liam Stevens says I has a- I have a hard on for J- Joshi. Uh, no, I don't have a hard on. You fucking classless ass. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the same person who uh, has a hard on over. Oh, fuck. Do I no? <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, I will. I, I would. I would. I don't really want to um, have Liam moan at me again. Um. Because, you know, he's a soft individual. He's a, you know, he's a he's a modern man. or He's a modern man, but incredibly old-fashioned. Let's just say that. But that's part and parcel of being from Barking. So, yeah, I got the meet and greet for Wrestle Queendom for the evening session. Um, and, uh... Apparently it's going on from 10.30 to 11.15, so that's fine. I live 20-odd minutes away from York Hall. It's not hard for me to get home. Uh, I've just got to make sure that I've got enough tiger in the tank to get back to fucking Alley Pally the next day for whatever time I need to get there for. Because I've just realised I'll probably be at Alley Pally for about 9 o'clock. <laughs> Christ, my bicycle. That's going to be hard. But yeah, um, that first weekend, that bank holiday weekend is just going to be so just amazing. I'm, I'm going to be going into the into work 
on the Tuesday, on the eighth of May, just feeling a husk. I'll be I'll be a fucking husk. That's just the thing. Work will be my recovery time. For fuck's sake, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be my fucking. <laughs> it will literally be my fucking recovery time. For fuck's sake, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the first four shows of May 2018 for yours truly. Uh, evidently, I've got to, pu- I've got to actually try and purchase myself a new camera for that because one of my cameras, what I also use for filming KAW, evidently, um, is um, it's just it's not completely gone. It's just a little bit. It's just old. It's just old. Uh, out of date that kind of stuff so I just need to replace it and looking at um, some of the new cameras that you get nowadays my fucking god is there a choice or what I mean my budget's high but at the same time I'm like well where do I begin with this shit I don't know (laughs) okay right uh we've been here for more than an hour and a half, so I might as well uh, let uh, might as well bugger off because I'm f- I've got shit to do. I um I might as well mention one more thing before I go to my plugs is that we've got some new shows online. Yay! <laughs> God, that's the worst fleet Kermit flail I've ever done. Um. <laughs> Right, uh, anyway, long story short, uh, both Stick It Up Your Val- Valentine's 9 and March or Die are both up on kickasswrestling.co.uk. Um, I completed them both within the space of a day, um, although I am so dyslexic. My test, I, I, what I do is I render it, do a test view, and if there's any changes that need to be done, um, I edit and render again. This adds a day or two to my bloody... Um, time for uh, that I, I I spend on it, and I must I could have got this done in theory probably last weekend, but there was a lot of fucking shit that needed sorting out. Um, as far, <laughs> as far as uh the thingamajig, oh for fuck's sake, why am I forgetting what I'm meant to be? Oh Jesus Christ. But the point is, is that, yeah, it added a couple of days to the um, edit time, and uh, I've not exactly got the most reliable PC in the universe. I don't even know why, but it is just ridiculously slow in some cases. Which is super annoying. Oh, God, it does my fucking Sweden. But yeah, um, the... Yeah, so uh, the um, whatchamacallit is done, and you know what is in the you know where. Uh, <laughs> of course, Stick It Up Your Valentine's had that huge main event of um, Chaos versus Mark West in a Loser Leaves KW I Quit match, um, which saw Chaos get the victory and um, Mark West leave Kick Ass Wrestling. And. Um, you know, of course, there you had um, Jimmy Suzuki cash in the shot of glory, 
and enter himself in the undisputed title match, which pitted Super Skull against Drayton Gray. You had uh, the opener was for the World Tag Titles between Essex Strongstyle and the team of Rogue and Mr. Deadpool, Travis Lee Allen. Uh, you had a four-way international title matchup, D.L. Hicks defending against Belial, Blaze, and Selfie Dick. You had a uh, part-time peak defend the hardcore title against Irish Assassin 1. Uh, and you had a, cu- a couple of other matches as well. And then March or Die, you had the main event, a no-holds-barred matchup, ostensibly between General Manager Mr. Liam Stevens and Blaze. If Stevens lost, he would have to resign as General Manager of Kick-Ass Wrestling. If Blaze lost, he and Belial could be um, recruited into the administration by Stevens himself. So, high stakes there. Also, uh, we had another confrontation between Superskull and D.L. Hicks. We had a three-way international title um, contenders match. Jimmy Suzuki versus Horsemeat versus Mr. Deadpool. You had Kawhi Kid versus Xavier James in the Wrestle Empire rematch. I'm struggling now at this point in time, uh, which, of course, is pretty much standard. Uh, what else did you have? Python Pete defended the hardcore title. Uh, yeah, so a lot of good shit happening there. Um, as far as March or Die is concerned. And, yeah, so I was quite impressed by what uh, took place in, uh, what took place there. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun had, uh, quite frankly. Uh, so both of those are now online. I will try and hook up the linkage in the next day or two on the Twitters and uh, on the Facebook group. So that uh, is a perfect segue to plugs. And of course our website is kickasswrestling.co.uk. Go to there for videos, photos, blogs and all the like. Of course March or Die 2018, Sticking with Valentine's 9 are online on kickasswrestling.co.uk. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com forward slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk. I am at uh, facebook.com slash thebossdavidlovell, L-U-V-V-A-L-L. Add me and I'll add you to the group. On Twitter, we are at KW underscore underground. I am at KW Commissioner. Our champion is, uh, well, we've got a new undisputed champion, of course, in Drayton Gray. He is at Drayton Gray KAW. Uh, our general manager is at Stevens KAW. And a lot of other shit uh, besides all your favourite kick-ass wrestling personalities will be on the Twitters. On Instagram, instagram.com slash kickasswrestlinguk. That's instagram.com slash kickasswrestlinguk. On our shop zone, go to tinyurl.com slash kwswag. Use the promo code APRILSALEZAZ, APRILSALEZAZ, and get 15% off site-wise, but the offer ends at 23.59 on the 28th of April. And I restarted the thing because I, I've just realised I've got more shit to plug. <laughs> Part two of the plug coming now. <laughs> um, go to KAW Radio's uh, tiny URL linkage. It's tinyurl.com forward slash KAW Radio for archive episodes of Kick-Ass Wrestling Radio's previous six series. 
bonus episodes as well. I'm currently in the process of recording a couple of bonus episodes. Uh, one of which uh, I'll tell you is coming up is Title Time Episode 2, taking a look back at the Kick-Ass Wrestling British Heavyweight Championship. That's one of the episodes of Title Time as part of the bonus episode Strand of KW Radio coming very soon to ear rolls near you. And of course, as a favour to um, our man in Lowestoft, Mr. Danger, a Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer, um, we get to plug his shit too. So uh, go to, um, I'm trying to think exactly where, I'm drawing a fucking blank, which is a bit mental, but at the same time, I'm running out of time as well, which is fun. Uh, (laughs) Shit. Go to tinyurl.com slash channelmikeyt for his YouTube page, facebook.com slash channelmikeprod for his Facebook page, and for Radio Lowestoff, tinyurl.com slash channelmikepod. And of course, we've got one more thing to plug. Um, Show playlist for 2017, tinyurl.com slash kwshows. 2017. Right, that's it. That's all the time we've got this week on KW Radio. Just one more thing to do, and that's talk about, well, the thing that I would normally talk about afterwards, but I fluffed the whole thing live last week, so I might as well try and settle down and do it now. Upcoming shows for Kick-Ass Wrestling before we sign off. May 18th, Friday, May 18th, KW House, Stepney's London, for Turning on the Style 2018, main evented by Belial defending the International Championship against Jimmy Suzuki. 24 hours later, St Mary's Church Hall Shadwell for British Style 10, featuring the 10th Annual British Style Tournament, plus undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion Drayton Gray defends the title against Chaos in the April Duels 8, uh, 10 rematch. Um, on June 16th, Carpe Diem 2018 emanates from St Mary's Church Hall and we can exclusively reveal that the paper has been, uh, well the contract I should say, has been signed, sealed and it will be delivered on June 16th. Regardless of whether he is international champion or not, regardless of whether he is British style champion or not, Belial will go one-on-one with Tyson Snow one more time. And this one will be one fall, no time limit. So that's one fall to a finish with no time limit. Um, and so Tyson Snow and Belial, they had a great Iron Man matchup at April Duels, and I'm certainly looking forward to the rematch. Uh, on the weekend of the 7th and 8th of July, we return to Lowestoft for Beach for Bashings 2018, um, a beaching return. Uh, that's, of course, at the new Castle Danger in Lowestoft on August 4th, 2018. The final stop, 2018, uh, is at Samaria Church Hall in Shadwell. But, be, but you know, do be, uh, do, do be aware that that may change on a whim because we may add some dates um, on the run-up to the final stop. So the final stop may actually be taking place a little later than August 4th. We'll keep you posted. But of course, it's all on the road to the greatest underground wrestling show in the history of underground wrestling in this area. KAW 10, the 10th anniversary show, emanates from St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell on Saturday, September the 29th. It's 10 years in the making. 
It is a culmination of all the blood, sweat, tears and hard work that yours truly and everyone involved in kick-ass wrestling has put in for the last 10 years. I'm just hoping that it is just an absolutely incredible show. I'm sure everyone in attendance will make it an incredible show. Uh, So that is, of course, KW10 on Saturday, September the 29th. That's it, I think. Smoke them if you got them. Uh, I did get a bit deep in some of the um, aspects of that. Uh, the whole um, soliloquy uh, regarding long-term booking coming out of that um, personally Wrestle Queendom uh, preview. Holy fuck. I'm quite impressed. Anyway, um, I've got no real... I, I have no real rhyme or reason when it comes to show clothes. The... Oh, my tongue just swelled up like a horse's asshole. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, right. <laughs> oh, I don't make it easy for myself, if I'm honest with you. Um. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. Uh, I must be. I'm a, People must think I'm some kind of lunatic trying trying to sign off. And uh, but then again, I I, I have seen uh, uh, Liam Stevens bear testicles before. Um, don't ask. Don't fucking ask. Uh, it wasn't even as a rib. It was just like the guy has no shame. After all, he is from Barking, and they vote you know they vote anything to the right of Hitler in that fucking place. Um, but uh, that's another story. I'm not saying that Liam is particularly uh, fascist, but I do know a few people who'd like to pile drive him. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Before I get myself further in the shit with Liam, or indeed with anyone else, fascist uh, leaning, I will, I will show close with this. It's um, another track I used to listen to um, back in the day, actually. Um... And evidently, I'm literally Google searching it now because I can't remember when it came out. It probably came out around the same time as that OK Go song that I opened with. So we're we're getting into 2002 for no fucking reason. Uh, (laughs) um, We're taking a look. It's actually from 2003. So it's in that era, uh, evidently. (laughs) Because, you know, why not? Uh, It's from a band called Hot Hot Heat. The, The track... It's called Bandages, and this was on heavy rotation on Kerrang! and the like uh, 15 odd years ago. So that's a good show closer for this week's edition of KW Radio. I've been David Lovell. It's been Thursday, the 26th of April, 2018. Mental May starts next week, and I might be needing these come May 30th. It's Bandages. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care, folks. <laughs>